Now, we've been all over the place today, up, down, serious, you know, and I get that, but I do not want to miss, uh, tomorrow is Memorial Day, and I know for, um, for many of you, it's a very um, serious, solemn uh, experience, and it is for me too. Um, Dan Yates has been volunteering down at the Liberty Memorial because I don't know if you're aware, but they brought in the moving, the traveling Vietnam Memorial. How many of you have seen that in D.C.? Anybody? It is, it is an amazing, solemn thing to just stand over that wall and look at those names. I mean, thousands and thousands. And I was looking, they've got all the numbers broke down on how many gave their lives in the Vietnam conflict, and it's, it's incredible. It's mind-blowing. I mean, just to see how many young men, and it shows them the age, it shows, it's incredible. And uh, the sacrifice that so many, I mean, going back, obviously, to, even to the revolution, but uh, how many people have given their lives for what we enjoy as a country? And there's different times in life where that really comes home. I, I, I happened to see Dan yesterday morning. I was over here at church doing some things and ran into him, and he was reminding me about it. So I just ran over there yesterday and experienced. If you have time, I would encourage you to go and, and uh, just, just spend some time just thinking about the sacrifice. And um, it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. I know for me... Growing up in the military, my dad was in the Navy. I, I was around military and military funerals a lot. I mean, I saw those things a lot. And to see, even, even um, when we buried my dad this March, and you know, he had the military honors, and uh, part of what, what was just overwhelming is the fact that the, the National Cemetery in San Diego, the traditional one, is full at, at Rosecrans. It's full. So they had to build a whole new one, just like they did here, because Leavenworth is full, so they built one out in Higginsville. And so... I just want to encourage you to take time. You know, when you hear taps played and it just echoes through the, the cemetery and you, you see all of those tombstones, those white tombstones that are all the same size, all in perfect alignment, it just, it's overwhelming to think what we have, uh, and what we're, the sacrifices made for us to enjoy what we do and the freedoms here in this, this country. I think it really comes home when you see, and, and you know, with my mom, when they handed her the, the flag and said, on behalf of a grateful nation. So I, I hope you take time tomorrow in the middle of everything. Or I know that they, they said that they'll do the closing ceremonies for what's going on at the Liberty Memorial tomorrow at 2 p.m. So there is time to go see that and do that. Plus, they have all these military vehicles out. It's really a cool place to, to, um, to celebrate. So God bless you. Thank you for all who've, who've served, but also those who know and have family members who were lost in the service of this country. So Today... I just have a few words for you today, something I want you to really think about as a church, and this goes from children on up to us as adults. Have you ever thought about the word love and how we use it all the time, how we love things? What are some, what are some things you guys love? What do you love? You can say it out loud. What do you, ice cream? I heard someone say ice cream. Well, let me, let me just give you a list, and I'm sure there's things I didn't include the everything I love, but I love a lot of things. Certainly, I love my wife and kids, and uh, I love my friends, and I saw they, they had my truck up here. I do love my truck, um, and I love Jeeps, and I love, I was thinking about this, I love pizza and barbecue and steak and Chinese and Mexican, and I love food. Let's be honest, I just love food, and I do love sunshine, and you know, everybody was, we had that rain earlier in the week, and I, I actually love rain, and I love, I, I love snow, actually, and I actually love the way, I love weather. I just love it. And I love the outdoors. I love, I love all of that. I mean, I love, I love lakes and rivers and, and oceans and streams and creeks, water. I love all that. I love mountains. I, 
I love the rocks. I love bugs. I love science. I love a lot of things, right? Like you, I love babies. I love baby animals, right? I love animals. I was going to say they're delicious, and I thought I shouldn't say that because I might make some people here. Okay. I love those things. I love it. I do. But, but obviously, all love's not the same. I mean, you love your mom. You love certain foods. You love all that. But it's not the same, and we know that. And I think what happens is we, we want to express something that we really feel deeply, so we use the word love. But in a way, it ends up being, do we, do we really know what love means? Now, I intentionally did not say I love Jesus. You know why? Because I assume you know I love Jesus, right? I hope you know I love Jesus, but how do you really know I do? How do you know that that's who I love or what I love? How do you know that? I mean, I could say that and you could just take me at face value, but if you don't know me, you don't know that. I, I could say I love whatever and, and you don't know what I mean by that. If, so I didn't even include Jesus in that because I assume you know I love him. But we gotta be careful because how we define love makes all the difference in the world when we say what we mean by love. That word is too important to just let go. You gotta really think about, well, what does it mean to you and how do you define it? Is it just a feeling? Because if we're all honest, we know feelings change and my feelings kind of go up and down, right? I love pizza, but not all pizza. I mean, if you put pineapple on pizza, I don't even know if I love you. I'm just kidding. I do, but I don't, I don't understand. I'm, that's, I'm, I'm just not down with that. I mean, that's not me, right? I don't love that. But I do love pizza, just the pizza I love. That's not the kind of love we're talking about. If we're going to define love and what it means, it has to be more than just a preference. It can't be just an opinion for the day or something that comes in and out. It has to be based on objective. There has to be a different definition of love than that. Language can sometimes get confusing. And I wrote this before I realized Laura's parents would be here. But let me just tell you this experience. I grew up by Mexico, and so I speak a lot of Spanish. I don't really, I don't tell people I speak Spanish because it's not the same. I speak a lot of Spanish. But where I grew up, it would, be, it would be common to say, you could say that you like something, which is te gusta, te gusto, or whatever, for what you're talking about. And you could say that for a person, like, this is my friend, I like them, right? But when we were in Nicaragua a couple of years ago doing a missions trip, the guy named Julio, he's a great guy, who was like our construction guy there, he was from there, and we, we had worked with him a lot. And so at one point... We were around his, his family. His daughter was like 12 and something. So I had my arm around him and I was just saying, I was telling her I liked her dad. So I said, you know, te gusta su papa and whatever. And I could tell I said something wrong. You ever had that happen? She starts laughing and like giving me a look like, oh, I can't believe you just said that. I'm like, what did I say? And he, and Julio looks at me and he goes, we don't use that word that way. I'm like, what are you talking about? It means I like you. And he goes, yes, but when you say it about a person, it means you love them, like romantically. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And she's laughing and he goes, we know what you meant. It's okay. You can't just throw around love. I mean, it's got to mean something. It has to mean more than that. Because when you water it down, it's not the same anymore. I thought about this this week. Anybody ever had powdered milk? You guys, anybody even know what that is? All right, I guess you have to be of a certain age, but I know when I lived in the Philippines, we didn't always have real milk. We had powdered milk, a lot, a lot. So much so that that's what I got used to drinking. So like, I only, if I ever drink milk, it's not fat, because the other milk doesn't taste the same anymore. Does that make sense? So my point is this, if you're gonna use that word love, you better know where love comes from. 
And I think if we're going to use that word love, and when I say I love Jesus or I love somebody, the best thing to do, I don't want to ruin the meaning, but you, we need to figure out what God means by that. And when, he, when we say love God and love others, what does that mean? Well, let me just really quickly say this. First thing is this. When it's God's love, it's not about me. It's about them. And God's love is not self-centered. It's not just what I like or what I want. So just because I like pizza with all meat and maybe some black olives, <laughs> when we order pizza, we're going to order what you want. Does that make sense? I do what is best for you, not what's best for me. Because my love, God's love is going to be other-centered. It's not just going to be what I like all the time and what's best about me all the time. It's got to be other-focused. And let me add this. It's got to be what's best for them. So I heard someone a minute ago said they liked ice cream. Wouldn't it be fun to eat ice cream every day for every meal? And donuts, right? And sugar and candy. We know that's not what's best. So when we love our kids, for instance, sometimes we tell them no, and that's a loving thing to say, right? When I was in high school, my dad, had, we had built a basketball hoop, so I would shoot baskets in there. And then the family right next door to us, we had known them really well all through, all through high school and everything. But then they sold the house, and the family that moved in there had a little toddler. And a lot of times I'd be out there shooting baskets, and the dad, I don't know, if I, maybe he was Mr. Mom back in the day, I don't know. But he would be there a lot, and the kid would be out playing. And then when his child would start to run in the street, guess what he said? No. And he would scream at that little boy. Like, let's... I remember sitting there thinking, the little boy wants to have fun. But here's, here's my high school thought. They have a backyard, right? He's not going to play in the street if you're in the backyard. But guess what? They had a pool. Do you, I don't know if that makes sense at all. The dad was trying to keep the kid safe. And sometimes that means saying no. Because what we want to do sometimes is not best. And what our parents do because they love us is say No. And sometimes as human beings, what we want to do is not best. And that's why God says no. Because he has a way of life that's way, way, way better for us. Let me, I want to do this. We don't, we don't always use the amplified version, but I want to look at a familiar portion of scripture in the amplified version. Because what the amplified does is draw out the meaning of each of the words. So this passage is super familiar. Beloved, let us unselfishly love And seek the best for one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him. Ouch. For God is love. He is the originator of love. And it is an enduring attribute of his nature. By this, the love of God was displayed in us that God has sent his one and only begotten son, the one who is truly unique, the one only one of his kind into the world so that we might love through him. In this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, big word, that is the atoning sacrifice and satisfying offering for our sins, fulfilling God's requirement for justice against sin and placating his wrath. Beloved, If God so loved us in this incredible way, we ought also to love one another. Do you know what this means? Number one, God loved us first. Not only that, if we do not love, then we don't really love God. God loved us before we were lovable. God's love is more than a feeling. It's active and does things. you know how I look at that? We always say, love God, love others. Love God equals loving others. So your love has to be active. It can't be just something we say. It has to be something we do. 
That's why one last verse here, 1 John 3, 18. It's my favorite verse. Dear children, let us not merely say we love each other. Let us show the love by our actions. So here's, I'm going to send you out today with a challenge. I'm going to ask you to actually love each other. And that starts with, first of all, caring about each other. So when part of the way we designed today, we wanted you to fellowship and be around each other when you're eating, when you're maybe doing some of the games and things that we have out in, in the lobby. And now they were going to be outside, but in the lobby and, and other places. We want you to do those things and get to know each other. We want you to care about each other. How do you know that? How do you do that? Well, first of all, you kind of have to ask people's names and find out about their lives and what they do and, and uh, just ask them, talk to them. Don't assume people are fine. You know how we usually do? We'll say, how are you doing? And we're hoping, or we're not hoping, but we're thinking they'll say, fine. And then we're like, okay, good. And actually ask, care. I'm gonna ask you to even go further. There's some people not here today. They're not here because maybe they don't feel good. I don't know. Why don't you call them? I mean, a text is good, but some people just need a phone call. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like it's something we don't often do anymore, but call them. I'm gonna challenge you to do this. If somebody shares a need with you, Pray for them right then and there. Right there. You can pray right then. And then pray again later. And then remember what you prayed for. And pray about those specific things. But you can also pray God's blessing over them. I'm going to challenge you to do more than that. I'm going to challenge you to give to them. Be, be part of their life. It's something they need. You provide it or find a way to provide it. I'm going to challenge you to do this. Serve one another. Serve one another in ways that are super practical. And it might mean that you watch their kids for them. Or mow their lawn. Or get them a meal. Or... How about some of the things we've been doing as a church? I appreciate uh, Barbara Kissinger doing this, but setting this up where we, we collected from Mother's Refuge this last month. Awesome. Our next thing we're going to do is uh, Resource Health is asking, and what they do specifically is, is they are a ministry that, that helps uh, women in crisis pregnancy situations. And they've asked specifically if we could give $5 Q, uh, QT gift cards. So we're going to do that. And so you'll see all that uh, starting in the month of June. But uh, participate in that. Be part of it. Another thing we're going to do is I set us up to, do, to volunteer at the Ronald McDonald House uh, later in the month of June. It's all, it's all online. You can check out and reserve that. It's a fun thing to do. You get to cook meals for people who are probably in one of the worst times of their life. Their children are in Children's Mercy, and so they need a place to stay. Ronald McDonald House provides that, and then volunteer groups can go and provide the meal for them. So we're going to do that. What I'm saying is get involved and make your love active. All right. So I want everybody to stand. And I'm going to ask you to shut your eyes. And I want you to just think about these, these three action steps. It's pretty simple. Everybody shut your eyes for a second. I want you to love God. And I want you to love others by doing something. So as you head out of this place today, I want you to do something. Just like Pastor Jerry said earlier, I want you to talk to, or no, I want you to talk to somebody. Talk to somebody you haven't even met before. Introduce yourself. Find out a little bit about them. Spend time. Find out a need and meet that need. So that's my prayer for us today, that as we head out of this place, that we will know people, we will find out needs, and we will love them like God loves them, what's best for them, and do things for them. That's what I'm asking you to do after we leave this place today. So I'm gonna pray for you, and then as I send you out, just we're gonna get lunch going. That'll be in the gym. There's gonna be inflatables in the lobby. There's gonna be other games like cornhole and, and that ladder toss and things like that. So we'll do a water balloon toss later, there's going to be some watermelon. All that's coming. But let me pray for you as we head out of this place. God, I'm thankful for every child, every student, every young adult, every adult that's in this place today. I'm thankful that your son came and that Jesus changes everything. 
I pray, God, that you now help us to love, not just in word, but also in deed, and we will love the world through our actions. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you. Go love somebody.